How are we all? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise for your beauty, your, your wonderful, wonderful grace that you call us from all different parts of this place, Lord, and you draw us to this one unique message that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other way but through him into your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for the example of Jesus and for his life and for his love. And we thank you, Father, for his spirit that is given to everyone who calls upon his name, that he may raise them up from their sin, from their brokenness, from their bondages. We thank you, Father, for your son. I pray, Father, you honor yourself this morning through the words that are spoken, that you cast the devil away in Jesus' name from all distractions that we can focus our hearts and our mind on you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we're going to be looking at this morning, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus walked to the earth with his disciples. Any time that he was talking about this kingdom, the disciples would get excited. In fact, not just the disciples, that any time the Jewish people uh, were, uh, were hearing this idea of a kingdom come, a kingdom come, they were, they were very much for it, like really supportive of this concept that God's kingdom... Because in their mind, they thought when Jesus was talking about kingdom come, that he was talking about an establishment of his own kingdom for the Jews in this present world. And that's what they'd been looking for for a very long time. They were looking for someone to come, the Messiah, the chosen one, the one that was prophesied to come and establish his kingdom, take over that the, the, the Jewish nation would once again rule, not under the rule of the Romans, but under their own king. And they were so excited. You can imagine the devastation that their king was crucified. Like, like the shock. Like this doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Has he been lying to us all this time? You know, Did we not get something right? Like was it, was it something wrong? And the fact is, yeah, they didn't fully conceive or understand when God, the Son of God, was talking about kingdom come, he was talking about a greater kingdom, a better kingdom, a kingdom far beyond anything that you would ever think in this present age. And they couldn't conceive it or understand it or fully uh, uh, relate to what he's talking about. Although there were shadows maybe, like there was glimpses of something, I know what you're saying, but in the end when he died it was very devastating, it was like shock horror. Where's his kingdom? And that kind of spirit or that kind of mindset hasn't changed much over the years, even among Christians. When Christians have a relationship with God and they talk to God, and even when they, when they pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we're still a very vague understanding of what that actually means, your kingdom come. We're like the disciples who, who, who are seeking prayer or a relationship with God because God's going to do something for us in this present age. And so your excitement and your thrill and your energy to seek after God is based on the fact that God's going to do something for me in this present age. 
He's going to become the king. I'm going to rule among the nations. God's going to do something for me. Your king, I want this to happen. And sometimes our prayer's like that. But when we pray, it's like God's going to do something for me in this present age. Like he's going to help me at work. He's going to give me more money. He's going to help my children. And our focus and our energy and our heart and our hope is in this present age. That's why sometimes we get disappointed when it doesn't kind of work out the way we want it to do because we invested in this present age. Like the disciples, devastated when they found that he had died. What happened? Didn't God hear my prayer? Like it doesn't make sense to me. And this is what I feel and believe, that in the Lord's Prayer, we have the very first line of petition. Before we've asked anything, we've worshipped God, we've said, you are holy, we've understood where he is and he's in the, the heavenly realms, and we know that he is holy and his name is holy, and now, in our prayer, we start to ask for something. And this is the very first thing we ask, your kingdom come. Now that puts everything, this is the key distinction in our prayer life. Not even our, when I say prayer life, you have to understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about someone who kneels down and goes to their room and by their bed. When I say prayer life, I'm talking about life. Your attitude, your mindset, when you walk every day, that's prayer life. We're not religious people that say, you know, I've got to, you know, like for example, I'll give you an example. When the kids are running up and down and they're screaming and they're yelling and they're whatever, parents, don't worry, don't stress, relax. doesn't matter if your kids are making noise in this church. It's awesome. It's beautiful because we're a family. So don't stress about it. Don't get embarrassed. It's cool because my life is a prayer. Like, actually, oh, I'm trying to pray. It's not like that. I'm, tr- no, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, it's not like that. My life's a prayer. Nothing, nothing breaks my concentration and my focus and my heart on the Lord because it's not just about what's in my brain. It's where my heart is. And if my little child screaming over here is going to frustrate me, it's, oh, oh, my goodness. Like a man once said, I should have gone to McDonald's at a restaurant because the kids were yelling. I could have gone to McDonald's. That's not our spirit. Because our life's a prayer. So when Christ talks about this Lord's Prayer and he says, thy kingdom come, this is the unique distinction between the religious and the spiritual. Here, the Christian life is defined. The person hasn't asked for anything other than the first and most important thing. Before any petition is made, take note. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. The petition comes, the needs, our concerns, comes after what? Okay, so consider the spirit of Christ and the walk we have with him. How much urgency do you have in your life? How much desperation do you have in your life? When you're so desperate for God to answer your prayer and the very first thing that you've put above the seeking of his kingdom is the things that you pertain to this earthly world. You you understand that Christ put first and foremost the will of the Father in your life and his kingdom on earth as priority above anything you can ever ask. That's why Jesus says, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then everything else will be added to you. This is the difference between the religious and the spiritual. I'll give you an example. Thy kingdom come, your will be done. Now, I don't think any devout Christian, any serious and sensible follower of Jesus would say those words lightly if they actually understood what those words meant. Your will be done. Well, you want to see a really beautiful, perfect picture of what that prayer actually looks like? The Garden of Gethsemane. The Garden of Gethsemane. Because it's not just prayer, yeah? It's not like religious with certain words we say. We want to see a practical application of that kind of faith. Is that right? Okay, let's look at the Garden of Gethsemane. At the Garden of Gethsemane, the Son of God sweat blood. He was in the deepest anguish of pain and suffering any man could have endured. And there he was in prayer. And there he was manifesting this prayer, thy will be done. I, I find this very hard, Father. Like, it's painful. And if I had it my way, I would desire that you, you, you shifted it. But not what I want. Your will be done. Now consider this. If the will wasn't done, would the kingdom have come? Would it? So, so when we say, thy kingdom come, it's not a worship song. Your will be done. It's not poetry. It's a living faith. It's a declaration. This is what I desire. And you can't pray that if you don't have the heart for those things. Like, I don't have the heart to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and be whipped and tortured and taken to the cross. But I have the heart that whatever God's will is, let it be done. That's the Christian. That's why, that's why you can't be religious. Because where's that, in, where's that in religion? Your will be done. Your will be done. Like, for example, I'll, give you, I'll just point some, some scriptures for you. Um, and this, this, is a, this is a very simple one. This is the will of God, a very simple requirement from the Lord. And this is his commandment. This is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's, that's good, isn't it? We all do that, don't we? And love one another as he commanded us. And that's just basic Christian principles, love one another as he commanded But what about if meat causes my brother to stumble? If something I do hurts someone else? If something that I do that's quite innocent, there's no real biblical requirement, like no one says I can or cannot do that, like food. But if that causes someone else to be inflicted or hurt by my actions, do I stand up and say, no, leave me alone? And then go and pray, your will be done. And God's will was the fact that he wants you to love one another like he loves you. So you understand this prayer is very, very, very significant. 
that you can't just be religious and pray prayers. That there's call and a cost. And in Romans, it tells us, brethren, I beseech you that you present your body a living sacrifice because this is the will of God for you. That's the will of God. When I'm praying, thy kingdom come, your will be done. I'm saying, Lord, this body of mine, this this infliction, this this pain, this suffering, I'm going to subject it to your hand, to your will, to your way, wherever you want to take it. And I know that you're going to take me on a road that I don't want to go, but I'm going to go because you want me to go there because that's where your will is. See, that's, that's faith. That's not religion. <laughs> that's a living hope. That's like, man, that's real relationship. I'm entrusting the one who holds my life and I'm giving my life into his hand. Not religion. Your will be done. Now consider that in your own life. Do you really want the will of God for you? Do you? Speak a little prayer and say, Lord God, I, 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 want, I want your will in my life. And then listen to what the Holy Spirit says after that. Just listen to that voice, because I know that's with me. I, I want the will your will, because do you know that you are never going to be happy or content or at peace unless you're in the will of God, right? So God's doing you a favor by allowing you to come into his will. Because you, know, you were shut out once. You were cast away once. But God says, no more. I've paved the way for you now to come into my will because in my will there is peace, there is joy, there is righteousness. In my kingdom there is righteousness and peace and joy. What Jesus said. He says that. He says, he says in Romans chapter 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It's not about how you're going to nourish and sustain your, your life. Like if I need food, I need drink, the most the necessities. He goes, the kingdom of God isn't even, it's not even about that. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, joy, peace. And God has welcomed you into his kingdom. You were once ostracized, you were cut off. But through Christ, he brings you in. So you don't need to bring your garbage with you. You don't have to, you can drop it. You don't need to bring your issues in there. No, it's done. You don't have to worry about food and drink and how you get, how you, what you look like, your dress code, your brands, your, your material gain. That's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. I sometimes think, honestly, that people have decided in this day and age that they would rather have all the gold in the world than peace, righteousness, and joy. It's, it's absurd. That they would have all the gains and all the possessions than have joy. And they would rather be inflicted and whipped by the material possessions that they own than to have joy. It's absurd. That's how darkened their hearts have become. You know, if you had a man in a foreign country and you asked that man, are you a foreigner? And even though he says no, you can work out he's a liar. Do you know how? By his accent. Sorry? 
Even if he says that, you, could, well, you, know, you sound like a foreigner. <laughs> By his accent. Thy will be done is the Christian accent. That is the distinction that you can define the, the religious or the spiritual. The Christian, you know, by, the, by, by this, this will. They're the ones who don't care. They don't care about this world anymore. Whatever trial, whatever hardship that comes their way, they just prayed that morning, Lord, thy kingdom come, your will be done. And this is the, this is the desire, and this is the passion, this is the, the, the motive, that this current state that we're in, this current place, this church that we're in, we want it to represent heaven. I want my home to represent heaven. I want my relationship to represent heaven. I don't want a good relationship so that I can be happy with my wife. Uh, I don't want good children so I can be at rest when I come home and sleep. Uh, no, no. I want a good relationship with my wife because it glorifies the Father in heaven. Because my relationship with my wife is heaven on earth. It's a representation of the love of God. I want my children to love me and love others because it reflects the kingdom of God on earth. That's what I'm seeking. I'm not seeking it. And James understood this well. James says, when you pray, you pray amiss. You, you, you miss the point. That's why it's not given to you because when you pray, you're praying that you may consume it upon your lust. And I'm pretty sure that James, when he said that, he says this, there's another passage, listen to this one. Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? I think James would have looked at uh, Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 5, Listen to this one. This is the characteristics of the people in the kingdom, the character of, of the, the quality of spiritual life in these people. Poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's what James, uh, I, I, I think, he kind of would have just been reading the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and, you know, it wouldn't have been chapters, but, you know. And there it is, poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom and then James says, don't you know, brothers, like, you know, that, that those who are poor in spirit have the kingdom? So why are you trying to be rich? Why are you trying to be popular? Why are you trying to be famous? Why are you trying to gain something? But the very essence of the kingdom belongs to characteristics of people who are poor in spirit. It's the opposite. In fact, if you go through the whole Beatitudes, listen to this. This is the characteristics of the kingdom people. People who dwell in the kingdom. Poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It opens up there. They mourn. Nobody, nobody wants to mourn. We want a pleasure. Ple we're seekers of pleasure. We don't want to mourn. But they mourn. Meek. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Merciful. Merciful. They pour out mercy. I'm sorry, it's okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry again. Sorry, it's okay. Look, I know I've done a hundred, but it's all right. Mercy. Pure in heart. Peacemakers. 
persecuted. And then it closes again how it opens up. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. These are the kingdom people. You can't be, I don't think you'd have that characteristic or that quality. If in your heart when you kneel down and pray and you say, Lord, whatever your will is, your kingdom come, but you don't really desire it. Look, this is my, my, my challenge every Sunday. My challenge every Sunday is trying to get you to be honest and sincere with your relationship with your God. Because I know the body, the flesh, the desires inhibit that, you know. And so my desire for you is this, very simply, that if you really desire God, along with that desire comes your kingdom come. Lord, I want that, I want heaven. I want heaven to be established, righteousness. And I want your will. Therefore, if God is speaking to you about something, That's his will, right? So deal with it. So, okay, I know what you've been talking to me about. I know what you've been saying to me. And I'm really struggling with it, but I'm going to take the steps of faith and trust you. This is what the prayer is. Before you ask for anything else, before you ask for more money, before you ask for more obedience with your children or your husband relationship, before you ask any of those things, seek the kingdom of heaven. Lord, what is it? What is it you want in my life that you need me to sacrifice and offer? Is it going to cost me blood and tears? I know it's very hard, but Lord, whatever your will is, nevertheless, whatever you say, I'll do that. And those of you who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, I'm telling you, you'd be on your knees right now praying because I'm giving you the answer. How to do, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm telling you. But those who, uh, who are still practicing religion or Christianity, you're sitting in the back of your seat going, um, you were mm, not sure if I agree. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm. But that's okay. But those of you who are hungry and thirsty, listen, God is a God who hears and is an ever-present help in time of trouble. God is ready more than anything to reach out his hand and take that very thing that you sacrifice and give him and he'll clean it and cleanse it and wash it clean for, for you. you. You can walk out free. like you, you could actually walk out into his kingdom with peace, joy, meekness. You can experience that part of heaven now. There's a few descriptions in the Bible that kind of try to Picture for us what this kingdom is like. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 19, he says this. He says, I will put in the wilderness the cedar. This is God's kingdom. In the wilderness, he will put the cedar. The acacia, the myrtle, and the olive. I will set in the desert the cypress, the plain and the pine together. In the desert, he will put the trees that mostly need water. This is the kingdom of God. You understand? That in the barren, there's fruit. That's God's kingdom. You're never without. You're never lacking. That even though there's a tree in the wilderness, 
I'm going to show how that tree is going to flourish and blossom. Why? Why am I going to do this? Because he says, so that they may see and know, they may consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Because there's no greater supreme rule than to be under the kingship of Jesus Christ. And so when the world sees the peace and the rule of righteousness among his people, then the world says, what a king. What a king. All the politicians and all the kings of the earth couldn't rule the world. But look at our king. He made a tree flourish in the desert. Look what else he does. Look at this. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6 and 9, in his kingdom, in God's kingdom, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. In God's kingdom, the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together. Listen, and a little child shall lead them. Only in God's kingdom. The cow and the bear shall graze. The young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of a cobra. This is the kingdom of God. Imagine your kid walking over to a snake pit. We're in the kingdom of God. No harm, no danger, that God rules in absolute safety and well-being for his people. Extraordinary. Why? Why? So that his kingdom becomes the glory and honour of him. But all the kingdoms of the earth look and they say, wow, who is this king? God can be a king and he's a king, but he's looking for his kingdom, his people to come so that you may experience his power, his authority. Imagine my house, I'm the father, like I'm the dad, you know, I'm the, I expect my kids to do what I say, I expect my wife to at least show me some respect, you know, some honour, and every day, every day when I ask, do this, do that, do this, do that, my family think that I'm a tyrant, they think like I'm a dictator. They think like, oh, you're always telling me what to do. And they don't understand that I'm only telling you to pick up your clothes because it's decent, you know? I'm only, I'm only telling you, like, you know, to sleep early and, and get into a, hap- a pattern of discipline because it's decent. It's how everybody lives at peace. And then they say, well, I'm sick of it. I'm going to find another house, another kingdom. For what? Because the Father says, my kingdom is one of righteousness and purity and holiness and peace, and the world rejects him. But those of you who have eyes and you have ears to hear and listen, this is your kingdom. Come. Don't harden your heart. Walk in righteousness. Pray confidently, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done, because I know nothing in this world is going to satisfy me. All the money in the world can't help me. 
And this is the prayer that basically sets the grounding, that line sets the grounding to all the other requests. Then you can say, give us this day our daily bread. Let's bow our heads in prayer. As you have your heads bowed, listen to these words that Jesus said. He says this, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom, it's not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting. If my kingdom belonged to this world, my servants would be fighting. But my children, they're not like this, you see? They're not full of wrath and anger and fight. My servants would have been fighting that I, may, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. And so his children are also not of this world. Our kingdom, our king, and our church is not of this world. As you have your heads bowed, come before the Lord. Pray, ask of him, Lord God, our desire is that your kingdom comes in my heart and in my home, in my family, in my church, that this looks like heaven, that this is what it should be. And I guarantee you, and I believe 100%, whatever, whatever place or whatever place you're at, whatever, if it doesn't reflect or represent the kingdom of God, it's God's will that it does. You can ask of him, Lord, your kingdom come here. And ask in faith and, and, and find joy. Your kingdom come in my heart, in my heart of righteousness and joy and peace. And when you ask, ask in faith because this is the will of God. This is a guaranteed certainty. This is the will of God. <laughs> righteousness, peace and joy. A reflection of the glory of what Christ did for me. If you don't know Jesus Christ, and it's the first time, I don't know, if you haven't given your heart to Jesus, give your heart to Jesus Christ. Let him be your king. Let him rule, let him reign over your heart, over your mind, over everything you have, everything that you own. Let him be your king. This place of safety, this place of peace begins on the inside. He calms the storm. Give him your heart. Come before him, confess your sins. Father in heaven, forgive me. Cleanse me, wash me. Fill me with your presence, your holiness. As of this day, I want to seek your face and follow after you. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise, Lord for your goodness, your love. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that there's so much to be spoken. There's so much to be said, Lord God, and you've given us this hour, Lord God, and whatever's spoken, whatever's said, Lord God, that that would move and speak to every person present. You know, Lord God, everyone by name. You know every single thing about them. You know what they need to hear and what they need to know, Lord. I pray that your word goes out to do what it needs to do, Lord Jesus. 
And I pray more importantly, Lord God, that this church is your foundation, your church. That, Lord God, that you are the one who planted it. Lord God, I pray that you would glorify yourself in us and through us by this one thing, and that's love. That the world may know us by our love for one another, by our sacrifice for each other. I pray, Father, if there's any hate, any bitterness, any resentment, any unforgiveness, I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, cast it out. I pray that you would give a, a heart that is willing to submit to you, Lord God, to this fellowship, that they're not afraid to humble themselves and to seek your face. I'll give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us as we sing. Here I am to worship. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. So here I am. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together, love. You are all together. You're worthy. All together, wonderful to me. I'll never know. And I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. So here I am to thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word, Lord, and I pray you bless the rest of this day, Lord God. Lord, we put you first. Once again, you'll let your will be done, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.